section three of child harold's pilgrimage by george gordon lord byron this librivox recording is in the public domain canto the third one is thy face like thy mother's my fair child ada sole daughter of my house and heart when last i saw thy young blue eyes they smiled and then we parted not as now we part but with a hope awaking with a start the waters heave around me and on high the winds lift up their voices i depart whither i know not but the hours gone by when albion's lessening shores could grieve or glad mine eye two once more upon the waters yet once more and the waves bound beneath me as a steed that knows his rider welcome to their roar swift be their guidance wheresoe'er it lead though the strained mast should quiver as a reed and the rent canvas fluttering strew the gale still must i on for i am as a weed flung from the rock on ocean's foam to sail where'er the surge may sweep the tempest's breath prevail three in my youth's summer i did sing of one the wandering outlaw of his own dark mind again i seize the theme then but begun and bear it with me as the rushing wind bears the cloud onwards in that tale i find the furrows of long thought and dried-up tears which ebbing leave a sterile track behind or which all heavily the journeying years plod the last sands of life where not a flower appears four since my young days of passion joy or pain perchance my heart and harp have lost a string and both may jar it may be that in vain i would essay as i have sung to sing yet though a dreary strain to this i cling so that it wean me from the weary dream of selfish grief or gladness so it fling forgetfulness around me it shall seem to me though to none else a not ungrateful theme five he who grown aged in this world of woe in deeds not years piercing the depths of life so that no wonder waits him nor below can love or sorrow fame ambition strife cut to his heart again with the keen knife of silent sharp endurance he can tell why thought seeks refuge in lone caves yet rife with airy images and shapes which dwell still unimpaired though old in the soul's haunted cell six tis to create and in creating live a being more intense that we endow with form our fancy gaining as we give the life we image even as i do now what am i nothing but not so art thou soul of my thought with whom i traverse earth invisible but gazing as i glow mixed with thy spirit blended with thy birth and feeling still with thee in my crushed feelings dearth seven yet must i think less wildly i have thought too long and darkly till my brain became in its own eddy boiling and o'erwrought a whirling gulf of fantasy and flame and thus untaught in youth my heart to tame my springs of life were poisoned tis too late yet am i changed though still enough the same in strength to bear what time cannot abate and feed on bitter fruits without accusing fate eight something too much of this but now tis past and the spell closes with its silent seal long absent harold reappears at last 
he of the breast which fain no more would feel wrung with the wounds which kill not but ne'er heal yet time who changes all had altered him in soul and aspect as in age years steal fire from the mind as vigour from the limb and life's enchanted cup but sparkles near the brim nine his had been quaffed too quickly and he found the dregs were wormwood but he filled again and from a purer fount on holier ground and deemed its spring perpetual but in vain still round him clung invisibly a chain which galled for ever fettering though unseen and heavy though it clanked not worn with pain which pined although it spoke not and grew keen entering with every step he took through many a scene Ten. secure in guarded coldness he had mixed again in fancied safety with his kind and deemed his spirit now so firmly fixed and sheathed with an invulnerable mind that if no joy no sorrow lurked behind and he as one might midst the many stand unheeded searching through the crowd to find fit speculation such as in strange land he found in wonder-works of god and nature's hand eleven but who can view the ripened rose nor seek to wear it who can curiously behold the smoothness and the sheen of beauty's cheek nor feel the heart can never all grow old who can contemplate fame through clouds unfold the star which rises o'er her steep nor climb harold once more within the vortex rolled on with the giddy circle chasing time yet with a nobler aim than in his youth's fond prime twelve but soon he knew himself the most unfit of men to herd with man with whom he held little in common untaught to submit his thoughts to others though his soul was quelled in youth by his own thoughts still uncompelled he would not yield dominion of his mind to spirits against whom his own rebelled proud though in desolation which could find a life within itself to breathe without mankind Thirteen where rose the mountains there to him were friends where rolled the ocean thereon was his home where a blue sky and glowing clime extends he had the passion and the power to roam the desert forest cavern breakers foam were unto him companionship they spake a mutual language clearer than the tome of his land's tongue which he would oft forsake for nature's pages glassed by sunbeams on the lake Fourteen like the chaldean he could watch the stars till he had peopled them with beings bright as their own beams and earth and earth-born jars and human frailties were forgotten quite could he have kept his spirit to that flight he had been happy but this clay will sink its spark immortal envying it the light to which it mounts as if to break the link that keeps us from yon heaven which woos us to its brink Fifteen but in man's dwellings he became a thing restless and worn and stern and wearisome drooped as a wild-born falcon with clipped wing to whom the boundless air alone were home then came his fit again which to o'ercome as eagerly the barred-up bird will beat his breast and beak against his wiry dome till the blood tinge his plumage so the heat of his impeded soul would through his bosom eat Sixteen self-exiled harold wanders forth again with naught of hope left but with less of gloom the very knowledge that he lived in vain that all was over on this side the tomb had made despair a smilingness assume 
which though twere wild as on the plundered wreck when mariners would madly meet their doom with draughts intemperate on the sinking deck did yet inspire a cheer which he forbore to check seventeen stop for thy tread is on an empire's dust an earthquake's spoil is sepulchred below is the spot marked with no colossal bust nor column trophied for triumphal show none but the moral's truth tells simpler so as the ground was before thus let it be how that red rain hath made the harvest grow and is this all the world has gained by thee thou first and last of fields king-making victory eighteen and harold stands upon this place of skulls the grave of france the deadly waterloo how in an hour the power which gave annuls its gifts transferring fame as fleeting too in pride of place here last the eagle flew then tore with bloody talon the rent plain pierced by the shaft of banded nations through ambition's life and labours all were vain he wears the shattered links of the world's broken chain nineteen fit retribution gaul may champ the bit and foam in fetters but is earth more free did nations combat to make one submit or league to teach all kings true sovereignty what shall reviving thraldom again be the patched-up idol of enlightened days shall we who struck the lion down shall we pay the wolf homage proffering lowly gaze and servile knees to thrones no prove before ye praise twenty if not or one fallen despot boast no more in vain fair cheeks were furrowed with hot tears for europe's flowers long rooted up before the trampler of her vineyards in vain years of death depopulation bondage fears have all been borne and broken by the accord of roused up millions all that most endears glory is when the myrtle wreathes a sword such as harmodius drew on athens tyrant lord twenty one there was a sound of revelry by night and belgium's capital had gathered then her beauty and her chivalry and bright the lamps shone o'er fair women and brave men a thousand hearts beat happily and when music arose with its voluptuous swell soft eyes looked love to eyes which spake again and all went merry as a marriage bell but hush hark a deep sound strikes like a rising knell twenty two did ye not hear it no twas but the wind or the car rattling o'er the stony street on with the dance let joy be unconfined no sleep till morn when youth and pleasure meet to chase the glowing hours with flying feet but hark that heavy sound breaks in once more as if the clouds its echo would repeat and nearer clearer deadlier than before arm arm it is it is the cannon's opening roar twenty three within a windowed niche of that high hall sat brunswick's fated chieftain he did hear that sound the first amidst the festival and caught its tone with death's prophetic ear and when they smiled because he deemed it near his heart more truly knew that peal too well which stretched his father on a bloody bier and roused the vengeance blood alone could quell he rushed into the field and foremost fighting fell twenty four ah 
then and there was hurrying to and fro and gathering tears and tremblings of distress and cheeks all pale which but an hour ago blushed at the praise of their own loveliness and there were sudden partings such as press the life from out young hearts and choking sighs which ne'er might be repeated who would guess if ever more should meet those mutual eyes since upon night so sweet such awful morn could rise twenty five and there was mounting in hot haste the steed the mustering squadron and the clattering car went pouring forward with impetuous speed and swiftly forming in the ranks of war and the deep thunder peal on peal afar and near the beat of the alarming drum roused up the soldier ere the morning star while thronged the citizens with terror dumb or whispering with white lips the foe they come they come twenty six and wild and high the cameron's gathering rose the war-note of lochiel which albin's hills have heard and heard too have her saxon foes how in the noon of night that pibroch thrills savage and shrill but with the breath which fills their mountain pipe so fill the mountaineers with the fierce native daring which instills the stirring memory of a thousand years and evans donald's fame rings in each clansman's ears twenty seven and ardenne waves above them her green leaves dewy with nature's teardrops as they pass grieving if aught inanimate air grieves or the unreturning brave alas ere evening to be trodden like the grass which now beneath them but above shall grow in its next verdure when this fiery mass of living valour rolling on the foe and burning with high hope shall moulder cold and low twenty eight last noon beheld them full of lusty life last eve in beauty's circle proudly gay the midnight brought the signal sound of strife the morn the marshalling in arms the day battles magnificently stern array the thunder-clouds close o'er it which when rent the earth is covered thick with other clay which her own clay shall cover heaped and pent rider and horse friend foe in one red burial blent twenty nine their praise is hymned by loftier harps than mine yet one i would select from that proud throng partly because they blend me with his line and partly that i did his sire some wrong and partly that bright names will hallow song and his was of the bravest and when showered the death bolts deadliest the thinned files along even where the thickest of war's tempest lowered they reached no nobler breast than thine young gallant howard thirty there have been tears and breaking hearts for thee and mine were nothing had i such to give but when i stood beneath the fresh green tree which living waves where thou didst cease to live and saw around me the wild field revive with fruits and fertile promise and the spring come forth her work of gladness to contrive with all her reckless birds upon the wing i turned from all she brought to those she could not bring thirty one i turned to thee to thousands of whom each and one as all a ghastly gap did make in his own kind and kindred whom to teach forgetfulness were mercy for their sake the archangel's trump not glories must awake those whom they thirst for though the sound of fame may for a moment soothe it cannot slake the fever of vain longing and the name so honoured but assumes a stronger bitterer claim thirty two they mourn but smile at length and smiling mourn 
the tree will wither long before it fall the hull drives on though mast and sail be torn the roof tree sinks but moulders on the hall in massy hoariness the ruined wall stands when its wind-worn battlements are gone the bars survive the captive they enthrall the day drags through though storms keep out the sun and thus the heart will break yet brokenly live on thirty three e'en is a broken mirror which the glass in every fragment multiplies and makes a thousand images of one that was the same and still the more the more it breaks and thus the heart will do which not forsakes living in shattered guise and still and cold and bloodless with its sleepless sorrow aches yet withers on till all without is old showing no visible sign for such things are untold thirty four there is a very life in our despair vitality of poison a quick root which feeds these deadly branches for it were as nothing did we die but life will suit itself to sorrow's most detested fruit like to the apples on the dead sea shore all ashes to the taste did man compute existence by enjoyment and count o'er such hours against years of life say would he name threescore thirty five the psalmist numbered out the years of man they are enough and if thy tale be true thou who didst grudge him in that fleeting span more than enough thou fatal waterloo millions of tongues record thee and anew their children's lips shall echo them and say here where the sword united nations drew our countrymen were warring on that day and this is much and all which will not pass away thirty six there sunk the greatest nor the worst of men whose spirit antithetically mixed one moment of the mightiest and again on little objects with like firmness fixed extreme in all things hadst thou been betwixt thy throne had still been thine or never been for daring made thy rise as fall thou seek'st even now to reassume the imperial mien and shake again the world the thunderer of the scene thirty seven conqueror and captive of the earth art thou she trembles at thee still and thy wild name was ne'er more bruited in men's minds than now that thou art nothing save the jest of fame who wooed thee once thy vassal and became the flatterer of thy fierceness till thou wert a god unto thyself nor less the same to the astounded kingdoms all inert who deemed thee for a time whate'er thou didst assert thirty eight o more or less than man in high or low battling with nations flying from the field now making monarchs next thy footstool now more than thy meanest soldier taught to yield an empire thou couldst crush command rebuild but govern not thy pettiest passion nor however deeply in men's spirits skilled look through thine own nor curb the lust of war nor learn that tempted fate will leave the loftiest star thirty nine yet well thy soul hath brooked the turning tide with that untaught innate philosophy which be it wisdom coldness or deep pride is gall and wormwood to an enemy when the whole host of hatred stood hard by to watch and mock thee shrinking thou hast smiled with a sedate and all-enduring eye when fortune fled her spoiled and favourite child he stood unbowed beneath the ills upon him piled forty sager than in thy fortunes 
for in them ambition steeled thee on too far to show that just habitual scorn which could contemn men and their thoughts twas wise to feel not so to wear it ever on thy lip and brow and spurn the instruments thou wert to use till they were turned unto thine overthrow tis but a worthless world to win or lose so hath it proved to thee and all such lot who choose forty one if like a tower upon a headland rock thou hadst been made to stand or fall alone such scorn of man had helped to brave the shock but men's thoughts were the steps which paved thy throne their admiration thy best weapon shone the part of philip's son was thine not then unless aside thy purple had been thrown like stern diogenes to mock at men for sceptred cynics earth were far too wide a den forty two but quiet to quick bosoms is a hell and there hath been thy bane there is a fire and motion of the soul which will not dwell in its own narrow being but aspire beyond the fitting medium of desire and but once kindled quenchless evermore preys upon high adventure nor can tire of aught but rest a fever at the core fatal to him who bears to all who ever bore forty three this makes the madmen who have made men mad by their contagion conquerors and kings founders of sects and systems to whom add sophists bards statesmen all unquiet things which stir too strongly the soul's secret springs and are themselves the fools to those they fool envied yet how unenviable what stings are theirs one breast laid open were a school which would unteach mankind the lust to shine or rule forty four their breath is agitation and their life a storm whereon they ride to sink at last and yet so nursed and bigoted to strife that should their days surviving perils past melt to calm twilight they feel overcast with sorrow and supineness and so die even as a flame unfed which runs to waste with its own flickering or a sword laid by which eats into itself and rusts ingloriously forty five he who ascends to mountain tops shall find the loftiest peaks most wrapped in clouds and snow he who surpasses or subdues mankind must look down on the hate of those below though high above the sun of glory glow and far beneath the earth and ocean spread round him are icy rocks and loudly blow contending tempests on his naked head and thus reward the toils which to those summits led forty six away with these true wisdom's world will be within its own creation or in thine maternal nature for who teems like thee thus on the banks of thy majestic rhine there harold gazes on a work divine a blending of all beauties streams and dells fruit foliage crag wood cornfield mountain vine and chiefless castles breathing stern farewells from grey but leafy walls where ruin greenly dwells forty seven and there they stand as stands a lofty mind worn but unstooping to the baser crowd all tenantless save to the crannying wind or holding dark communion with the cloud there was a day when they were young and proud banners on high and battles passed below but they who fought are in a bloody shroud and those which waved a shredless dust air now and the bleak battlements shall bear no future blow forty eight 
beneath these battlements within those walls power dwelt amidst her passions in proud state each robber chief upheld his armored halls doing his evil will nor less elate than mightier heroes of a longer date what want these outlaws conquerors should have but history's purchased page to call them great a wider space an ornamented grave their hopes were not less warm their souls were full as brave forty nine in their baronial feuds and single fields what deeds of prowess unrecorded died and love which lent a blazon to their shields with emblems well devised by amorous pride through all the mail of iron hearts would glide but still their flame was fierceness and drew on keen contest and destruction near allied and many a tower for some fair mischief won saw the discoloured rhine beneath its ruin run fifty but thou exulting and abounding river making thy waves a blessing as they flow through banks whose beauty would endure for ever could man but leave thy bright creation so nor its fair promise from the surface mow with the sharp scythe of conflict then to see thy valley of sweet waters were to know earth paved like heaven and to seem such to me even now what wants thy stream that it should lethe be fifty one a thousand battles have assailed thy banks but these and half their fame have passed away and slaughter heaped on high his weltering ranks their very graves are gone and what are they thy tide washed down the blood of yesterday and all was stainless and on thy clear stream glassed with its dancing light the sunny ray but o'er the blackened memory's blighting dream thy waves would vainly roll all sweeping as they seem fifty two thus haroldingly said and passed along yet not insensible to all which here awoke the jocund birds to early song in glens which might have made in exile dear though on his brow were graven lines austere and tranquil sternness which had ta'en the place of feelings fiery afar but less severe joy was not always absent from his face but o'er it in such scenes would steal with transient trace fifty three nor was all love shut from him though his days of passion had consumed themselves to dust it is in vain that we would coldly gaze on such a smile upon us the heart must leap kindly back to kindness though disgust hath weaned it from all worldlings thus he felt for there was soft remembrance and sweet trust in one fond breast to which his own would melt and in its tenderer hour on that his bosom dwelt fifty four and he had learned to love i know not why for this in such as him seems strange of mood the helpless looks of blooming infancy even in its earliest nurture what subdued to change like this a mind so far imbued with scorn of man it little boots to know but thus it was and though in solitude small power the nippered affectations have to grow in him this glowed when all beside had ceased to glow fifty five and there was one soft breast as hath been said which unto his was bound by stronger ties than the church links withal and though unwed that love was pure and far above disguise had stood the test of mortal enmities still undivided and cemented more by peril dreaded most in female eyes but this was firm and from a foreign shore well to that heart might his these absent greetings pour 
the castled crag of drachenfels frowns o'er the wide and winding rhine whose breast of waters broadly swells between the banks which bear the vine and hills all rich with blossomed trees and fields which promise corn and wine and scattered cities crowning these whose far white walls along them shine have strewed a scene which i should see with double joy wert thou with me and peasant girls with deep blue eyes and hands which offer early flowers walk smiling o'er this paradise above the frequent feudal towers through green leaves lift their walls of grey and many a rock which steeply lowers and noble arch in proud decay look o'er this vale of vintage bowers but one thing want these banks of rhine thy gentle hand to clasp in mine i send the lilies given to me though long before thy hand thy touch i know that they must withered be but yet reject them not as such for i have cherished them as dear because they yet may meet thine eye and guide thy soul to mine e'en here when thou behold'st them drooping nigh and know'st them gathered by the rhine and offered from my heart to thine the river nobly foams and flows the charm of this enchanted ground and all its thousand turns disclose some fresher beauty varying round the haughtiest breast its wish might bound through life to dwell delighted here nor could on earth a spot be found to nature and to me so dear could thy dear eyes in following mine still sweeten more these banks of rhine fifty six by coblenz on a rise of gentle ground there is a small and simple pyramid crowning the summit of the verdant mound beneath its base a hero's ashes hid our enemies but let not that forbid honour to marceau o'er whose early tomb tears big tears gushed from the rough soldier's lid lamenting and yet envying such a doom falling for france whose rights he battled to resume fifty seven brief brave and glorious was his young career his mourners were two hosts his friends and foes and fitly may the stranger lingering here pray for his gallant spirit's bright repose for he was freedom's champion one of those the few in number who had not o'erstepped the charter to chastise which she bestows on such as wield her weapons he had kept the whiteness of his soul and thus men o'er him wept fifty eight here Ehren breitstein with her shattered wall black with the miner's blast upon her height yet shows of what she was when shell and ball rebounding idly on her strength did light a tower of victory from whence the flight of baffled foes was watched along the plain but peace destroyed what war could never blight and laid those proud roofs bare to summer's rain on which the iron shower for years had poured in vain fifty nine adieu to thee fair rhine how long delighted the stranger fain would linger on his way thine is a scene alike where souls united or lonely contemplation thus might stray and could the ceaseless vultures cease to prey on self-condemning bosoms it were here where nature not too sombre nor too gay wild but not rude awful yet not austere is to the mellow earth as autumn to the year Sixty adieu to thee again a vain adieu there can be no farewell to scene like thine the mind is coloured by thy every hue and if reluctantly the eyes resign their cherished gaze upon thee lovely rhine tis with the thankful glance of parting praise 
more mighty spots may rise more glaring shine but none unite in one attaching maze the brilliant fair and soft the glories of old days sixty one the negligently grand the fruitful bloom of coming ripeness the white city's sheen the rolling stream the precipices gloom the forest's growth and gothic walls between the wild rocks shaped as they had turrets been in mockery of man's art and these withal a race of faces happy as the scene whose fertile bounties here extend to all still springing o'er thy banks though empires near them fall sixty two but these recede above me are the alps the palaces of nature whose vast walls have pinnacled in clouds their snowy scalps and throned eternity in icy halls of cold sublimity where forms and falls the avalanche the thunderbolt of snow all that expands the spirit yet appalls gathers around these summits as to show how earth may pierce to heaven yet leave vain man below sixty three but ere these matchless heights i dare to scan there is a spot should not be passed in vain mora the proud the patriot field where man may gaze on ghastly trophies of the slain nor blush for those who conquered on that plain here burgundy bequeathed his tombless host a bony heap through ages to remain themselves their monument the stygian coast unsepulchred they roamed and shrieked each wandering ghost sixty four while waterloo with canai's carnage vies morat and marathon twin names shall stand they were true glory's stainless victories won by the unambitious heart and hand of a proud brotherly and civic band all unbought champions in no princely cause of vice entailed corruption they no land doomed to bewail the blasphemy of laws making king's rights divine by some draconic clause Sixty-five by a lone wall a lonelier column rears a grey and grief-worn aspect of old days tis the last remnant of the wreck of years and looks as with the wild bewildered gaze of one to stone converted by amaze yet still with consciousness and there it stands making a marvel that it not decays when the coeval pride of human hands levelled aventicum hath strewed her subject lands Sixty-six and there o oh sweet and sacred be the name julia the daughter the devoted gave her youth to heaven her heart beneath a claim nearest to heaven's broke o'er a father's grave justices sworn gainst tears and hers would crave the life she lived in but the judge was just and then she died on him she could not save their tomb was simple and without a bust and held within their urn one mind one heart one dust sixty seven but these are deeds which should not pass away and names that must not wither though the earth forgets her empires with a just decay the enslavers and the enslaved their death and birth the high the mountain majesty of worth should be and shall survivor of its woe and from its immortality look forth in the sun's face like yonder alpine snow imperishably pure beyond all things below sixty eight lake leman woos me with its crystal face the mirror where the stars and mountains view the stillness of their aspect in each trace its clear depth yields of their far height and hue there is too much of man here to look through with a fit mind the might which i behold but soon in me shall loneliness renew thoughts hid but not less cherished than of old 
ere mingling with the herd had penned me in their fold sixty nine to fly from need not be to hate mankind all are not fit with them to stir and toil nor is it discontent to keep the mind deep in its fountain lest it overboil in one hot throng where we become the spoil of our infection till too late and long we may deplore and struggle with the coil in wretched interchange of wrong for wrong midst a contentious world striving where none are strong seventy there in a moment we may plunge our years in fatal penitence and in the blight of our own soul turn all our blood to tears and colour things to come with hues of night the race of life becomes a hopeless flight to those that walk in darkness on the sea the boldest steer but where their ports invite but there are wanderers o'er eternity whose bark drives on and on and anchored ne'er shall be seventy one is it not better then to be alone and love earth only for its earthly sake by the blue rushing of the arrowy rhone or the pure bosom of its nursing lake which feeds it as a mother who doth make a fair but froward infant her own care kissing its cries away as these awake is it not better thus our lives to wear than join the crushing crowd doomed to inflict or bear seventy two i live not in myself but i become portion of that around me and to me high mountains are a feeling but the hum of human cities torture i can see nothing to loathe in nature save to be a link reluctant in a fleshly chain classed among creatures when the soul can flee and with the sky the peak the heaving plain of ocean or the stars mingle and not in vain seventy three and thus i am absorbed and this is life I look upon the peopled desert past as on a place of agony and strife where for some sin to sorrow i was cast to act and suffer but remount at last with a fresh pinion which i felt to spring though young yet waxing vigorous as the blast which it would cope with on delighted wing spurning the clay-cold bonds which round our being cling seventy four and when at length the mind shall be all free from what it hates in this degraded form reft of its carnal life save what shall be existent happier in the fly and worm when elements to elements conform and dust is as it should be shall i not feel all i see less dazzling but more warm the bodiless thought the spirit of each spot of which even now i share at times the immortal lot Seventy five are not the mountains waves and skies a part of me and of my soul as i of them is not the love of these deep in my heart with a pure passion should i not contemn all objects if compared with these and stem a tide of suffering rather than forego such feelings for the hard and worldly phlegm of those whose eyes are only turned below gazing upon the ground with thoughts which dare not glow seventy six but this is not my theme and i return to that which is immediate and require those who find contemplation in the urn to look on one whose dust was once all fire a native of the land where i respire the clear air for a while a passing guest where he became a being whose desire was to be glorious twas a foolish quest the which to gain and keep he sacrificed all rest seventy seven 
here the self-torturing sophist wild rousseau the apostle of affliction he who threw enchantment over passion and from woe wrung overwhelming eloquence first drew the breath which made him wretched yet he knew how to make madness beautiful and cast o'er erring deeds and thoughts a heavenly hue of words like sunbeams dazzling as they passed the eyes which o'er them shed tears feelingly and fast seventy eight his love was passion's essence as a tree on fire by lightning with ethereal flame kindled he was and blasted for to be thus and enamoured were in him the same but his was not the love of living dame nor of the dead who rise upon our dreams but of ideal beauty which became in him existence and o'erflowing teems along his burning page distempered though it seems seventy nine this breathed itself to life in julie this invested her with all that's wild and sweet this hallowed too the memorable kiss which every morn his fevered lip would greet from hers who but with friendship his would meet but to that gentle touch through brain and breast flashed the thrilled spirit's love-devouring heat in that absorbing sigh perchance more blest than vulgar minds may be with all they seek possessed eighty his life was one long war with self-sought foes or friends by himself banished for his mind had grown suspicion's sanctuary and chose for its own cruel sacrifice the kind against whom he raged with fury strange and blind but he was frenzied wherefore who may know since cause might be which skill could never find but he was frenzied by disease or woe to that worst pitch of all which wears a reasoning show eighty one for then he was inspired and from him came as from the pythian's mystic cave of yore those oracles which set the world in flame nor ceased to burn till kingdoms were no more did he not this for france which lay before bowed to the inborn tyranny of years broken and trembling to the yoke she bore till by the voice of him and his compeers roused up to too much wrath which follows o'ergrown fears eighty two they made themselves a fearful monument the wreck of old opinions things which grew breathed from the birth of time the veil they rent and what behind it lay all earth shall view but good with ill they also overthrew leaving but ruins wherewith to rebuild upon the same foundation and renew dungeons and thrones which the same hour refilled as heretofore because ambition was self-willed eighty three but this will not endure nor be endured mankind have felt their strength and made it felt they might have used it better but allured by their new vigour sternly have they dealt on one another pity ceased to melt with her once natural charities but they who in oppression's darkness caved had dwelt they were not eagles nourished with the day what marvel then at times if they mistook their prey eighty four what deep wounds ever closed without a scar the hearts bleed longest and but heal to wear that which disfigures it and they who war with their own hopes and have been vanquished bear silence but not submission in his lair fixed passion holds his breath until the hour which shall atone for years none need despair it came it cometh and will come the power to punish or forgive in one we shall be slower eighty five clear placid Le Mans, 
thy contrasted lake with the wild world i dwelt in is a thing which warns me with its stillness to forsake earth's troubled waters for a purer spring this quiet sail is as a noiseless wing to waft me from distraction once i loved torn ocean's roar but thy soft murmuring sounds sweet as if a sister's voice reproved that i with stern delights should e'er have been so moved eighty six it is the hush of night and all between thy margin and the mountains dusk yet clear mellowed and mingling yet distinctly seen save dark and jura whose capped heights appear precipitously steep and drawing near there breathes a living fragrance from the shore of flowers yet fresh with childhood on the ear drops the light drip of the suspended oar or chirps the grasshopper one good-night carol more eighty seven he is an evening reveller who makes his life an infancy and sings his fill at intervals some bird from out the brakes starts into voice a moment then is still there seems a floating whisper on the hill but that is fancy for the starlight dews all silently their tears of love instill weeping themselves away till they infuse deep into nature's breast the spirit of her hues eighty eight ye stars which are the poetry of heaven if in your bright leaves we would read the fate of men and empires tis to be forgiven that in our aspirations to be great our destinies o'erleap their mortal state and claim a kindred with you for ye are a beauty and a mystery and create in us such love and reverence from afar that fortune fame power life have named themselves a star eighty nine all heaven and earth are still though not in sleep but breathless as we grow when feeling most and silent as we stand in thoughts too deep all heaven and earth are still from the high host of stars to the lulled lake and mountain coast all is consented in a life intense where not a beam nor air nor leaf is lost but hath a part of being and a sense of that which is of all creator and defence ninety then stirs the feeling infinite so felt in solitude where we are least alone a truth which through our being then doth melt and purifies from self it is a tone the soul and source of music which makes known eternal harmony and sheds a charm like to the fabled cytherea's zone binding all things with beauty twould disarm the spectre death had he substantial power to harm ninety one nor vainly did the early persian make his altar the high places and the peak of earth or gazing mountains and thus take a fit and unwalled temple there to seek the spirit in whose honour shrines are weak upreared of human hands come and compare columns and idle dwellings goth or greek with nature's realms of worship earth and air nor fix on fond abodes to circumscribe thy prayer ninety two the sky is changed and such a change o night and storm and darkness ye are wondrous strong yet lovely in your strength as is the light of a dark eye in woman far along from peak to peak the rattling crags among leaps the live thunder not from one lone cloud but every mountain now hath found a tongue and jura answers through her misty shroud back to the joyous alps who call to her aloud ninety three and this is in the night most glorious night thou wert not sent for slumber let me be a sharer in thy fierce and far delight a portion of the tempest and of thee 
how the lit lake shines a phosphoric sea and the big rain comes dancing to the earth and now again tis black and now the glee of the loud hills shakes with its mountain mirth as if they did rejoice o'er a young earthquake's birth ninety four now where the swift rhone cleaves his way between heights which appear as lovers who have parted in hate whose mining depths so intervene that they can meet no more though broken-hearted though in their souls which thus each other thwarted love was the very root of the fond rage which blighted their life's bloom and then departed itself expired but leaving them an age of years all winters war within themselves to wage ninety five now where the quick rhone thus hath cleft his way the mightiest of the storms hath ta'en his stand for here not one but many make their play and fling their thunderbolts from hand to hand flashing and cast around of all the band the brightest through these parted hills hath forked his lightnings as if he did understand that in such gaps as desolation worked there the hot shaft should blast whatever therein lurked ninety six sky mountains river winds lake lightnings ye with night and clouds and thunder and a soul to make these felt and feeling well may be things that have made me watchful the far roll of your departing voices is the knoll of what in me is sleepless if i rest but where of ye o tempests is the goal are ye like those within the human breast or do ye find at length like eagles some high nest ninety seven could i embody and unbosom now that which is most within me could i wreak my thoughts upon expression and thus throw soul heart mind passions feelings strong or weak all that i would have sought and all i seek bear know feel and yet breathe into one word and that one word were lightning i would speak but as it is i live and die unheard with a most voiceless thought sheathing it as a sword ninety eight the morn is up again the dewy morn with breath all incense and with cheek all bloom laughing the clouds away with playful scorn and living as if earth contained no tomb and glowing into day we may resume the march of our existence and thus i still on thy shores fair le mans may find room and food for meditation nor pass by much that may give us pause if pondered fittingly ninety nine clarence sweet clarence birthplace of deep love thine air is the young breath of passionate thought thy trees take root in love the snows above the very glaciers have his colours caught and sunset into rose hues sees them wrought by rays which sleep there lovingly the rocks the permanent crags tell here of love who sought in them a refuge from the worldly shocks which stir and sting the soul with hope that woos then mocks one hundred clarence by heavenly feet thy paths are trod undying loves who here ascends a throne to which the steps are mountains where the god is a pervading life and light so shown not on those summits solely nor alone in the still cave and forest or the flower his eye is sparkling and his breath hath blown his soft and summer breath whose tender power passes the strength of storms in their most desolate hour hundred and one all things are here of him 
from the black pines which are his shade on high and the loud roar of torrents where he listeneth to the vines which slope his green path downward to the shore where the bowed waters meet him and adore kissing his feet with murmurs and the wood the covert of old trees with trunks all hoar but light leaves young as joy stands where it stood offering to him and his a populous solitude hundred and two a populous solitude of bees and birds and fairy formed and many-coloured things who worship him with notes more sweet than words and innocently open their glad wings fearless and full of life the gush of springs and fall of lofty fountains and the bend of stirring branches and the bud which brings the swiftest thought of beauty here extend mingling and made by love unto one mighty end a hundred and three he who hath loved not here would learn that lore and make his heart a spirit he who knows that tender mystery will love the more for this is love's recess where vain men's woes and the world's waste have driven him far from those for tis his nature to advance or die he stands not still but or decays or grows into a boundless blessing which may vie with the immortal lights in its eternity a hundred and four twas not for fiction chose rousseau this spot peopling it with affections but he found it was the scene which passion must allot to the mind's purified beings twas the ground where early love his psyche's zone unbound and hallowed it with loveliness tis lone and wonderful and deep and hath a sound and sense and sight of sweetness here the rhone hath spread himself a couch the alps have reared a throne a hundred and five lausanne and fernay ye have been the abodes of names which unto you bequeathed a name mortals who sought and found by dangerous roads a path to perpetuity of fame they were gigantic minds and their steep aim was titan-like on daring doubts to pile thoughts which should call down thunder and the flame of heaven again assailed if heaven the while on man and man's research could deign do more than smile hundred and six the one was fire and fickleness a child most mutable in wishes but in mind a wit as various gay grave sage or wild historian bard philosopher combined he multiplied himself among mankind the proteus of their talents but his own breathed most in ridicule which as the wind blew where it listed laying all things prone now to o'erthrow a fool and now to shake a throne hundred and seven the other deep and slow exhausting thought and hiving wisdom with each studious year in meditation dwelt with learning wrought and shaped his weapon with an edge severe sapping a solemn creed with solemn sneer the lord of irony that master spell which stung his foes to wrath which grew from fear and doomed him to the zealot's ready hell which answers to all doubts so eloquently well hundred and eight yet peace be with their ashes for by them if merited the penalty is paid it is not ours to judge far less condemn the hour must come when such things shall be made known unto all or hope and dread allayed by slumber on one pillow in the dust which thus much we are sure must lie decayed and when it shall revive as is our trust twill be to be forgiven or suffer what is just hundred and nine 
but let me quit man's works again to read his makers spread around me and suspend this page which from my reveries i feed until it seems prolonging without end the clouds above me to the white alps tend and i must pierce them and survey whate'er may be permitted as my steps i bend to their most great and growing region where the earth to her embrace compels the powers of air 110 italia to italia looking on thee full flashes on the soul the light of ages since the fierce carthaginian almost won thee to the last halo of the chiefs and sages who glorify thy consecrated pages thou wert the throne and grave of empires still the fount at which the panting mind assuages her thirst of knowledge quaffing there her fill flows from the eternal source of rome's imperial hill 111 thus far have i proceeded in a theme renewed with no kind auspices to feel we are not what we have been and to deem we are not what we should be and to steel the heart against itself and to conceal with a proud caution love or hate or aught passion or feeling purpose grief or zeal which is the tyrant spirit of our thought is a stern task of soul no matter it is taught 112 and for these words thus woven into song it may be that they are a harmless while the colouring of the scenes which fleet along which i would seize in passing to beguile my breast or that of others for a while fame is the thirst of youth but i am not so young as to regard men's frown or smile as loss or guerdon of a glorious lot i stood and stand alone remembered or forgot 113 i have not loved the world nor the world me i have not flattered its rank breath nor bowed to its idolatries a patient knee nor coined my cheek to smiles nor cried aloud in worship of an echo in the crowd they could not deem me one of such i stood among them but not of them in a shroud of thoughts which were not their thoughts and still could had i not filed my mind which thus itself subdued 114 i have not loved the world nor the world me but let us part fair foes I do believe though i have found them not that there may be words which are things hopes which will not deceive and virtues which are merciful nor weave snares for the falling i would also deem or others griefs that some sincerely grieve that two or one are almost what they seem that goodness is no name and happiness no dream 115 my daughter with thy name this song begun my daughter with thy name this much shall end i see thee not i hear thee not but none can be so wrapped in thee thou art the friend to whom the shadows of far years extend albeit my brow thou never shouldst behold my voice shall with thy future visions blend and reach into thy heart when mine is cold a token and a tone even from thy father's mould to aid thy mind's development to watch thy dawn of little joys to sit and see almost thy very growth to view thee catch knowledge of objects wonders yet to thee to hold thee lightly on a gentle knee and print on thy soft cheek a parent's kiss this it should seem was not reserved for me yet this was in my nature as it is i know not what is there yet something like to this 117 
yet though dull hate as duty should be taught i know that thou wilt love me though my name should be shut from thee as a spell still fraught with desolation and a broken claim though the grave closed between us twere the same i know that thou wilt love me though to drain my blood from out thy being were an aim and an attainment all would be in vain still thou wouldst love me still that more than life retain hundred and eighteen the child of love though born in bitterness and nurtured in convulsion of thy sire these were the elements and thine no less and yet such are around thee but thy fire shall be more tempered and thy hope far higher sweet be thy cradled slumbers o'er the sea and from the mountains where i now respire fain would i waft such blessing upon thee as with a sigh i deem thou mightst have been to me End of section 3